This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Welcome back. Do you need to take your blood pressure on a regular basis or frequently measure your blood sugar level, it's important to know which devices are the best ones to buy, as well as how to correctly use blood pressure monitors and blood glucose machines in order to get the most accurate readings, which are crucial for your health. I'm here with our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association, John Papasturgio. He's here to explain the proper usage of these types of machines. And he's also here, of course, to take your calls and answer any of your questions for all things pharmaceutical. Uh, before we go to him, let me give the numbers out again. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And John, welcome and thank you so That's much for joining great us. Great to be back. Okay, so what are uh, the most common devices that people have to handle on their own? Yeah, I mean, it's it's something we spend a lot of time on in pharmacy, and, so, and we forget to chat about it for you know once in a while. But the reality is, uh, patients are coming to us very frequently for uh, blood glucose uh, devices, so the glucometers. Uh, uh, you know, we see a lot of patients with both type one, type two diabetes, and monitoring. Their blood sugar is part of that disease state, really. So it's, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of these devices on the market. Many times uh, patients are confused. They don't know which one to pick. A lot of uh, at the diabetes education centers will just say, pick up a glucometer. They don't specify which one. So we have patients that come into our pharmacies, and they have a lot of questions around them. And then the physical act of pricking yourself is something to get used to as well because most of the, the the diabetes devices require you draw blood except for a new one that's just come to market yeah I've heard about a yeah. new one where that you don't have to prick your finger on is yeah, is, is that how uh, do you do you know anything about yeah, it yeah it's called the freestyle uh, Libra it's a very new innovative device you actually wear it it's a wearable device so it doesn't break the skin it's got like a little fiber thing that kind of rests on your skin and what you do it's on you all the time and you just wave your glucometer over and it gives you instantly a, a blood glucose reading. It's still expensive and it's not covered by Ontario drug benefits, so I don't want patients rushing into the pharmacies to get it. A couple of other limitations is the expiry date of the strips is, or that the device is quite short. It lasts two weeks and you got to change it. Um, once and that it, gets coverage, it's going to explode, I think. We're going to see a lot of are that. Are you sure it's going to get coverage? I don't know. I'm not sure. That's the thing. I mean, uh, What does it cost? It's $86 every two weeks. That's what? The, oh, yeah, that's really expensive. It's expensive. But for the type 1 diabetics, it's a game changer because those guys are testing very, very frequently to be able to have this and get an accurate reading all the time. So, I mean, it's been available in Europe for a little while, and it's gotten very popular there. I imagine North America, we're going to see the same thing. It may take a little bit of time. And in Europe? Is it covered? Some countries have coverage, others don't, right? Uh, you know, I mean, if it, if it results in better glycemic control, I imagine it'll get covered, right? Because you just prevent the complications and everything else. 
But it, there's a cost. But you know what? The test strips aren't cheap either, eh? Like a box of 100 costs about $85, too. It may last you a little bit longer, obviously. Than That's when you have to prick your finger. That's when you have to prick your finger. So, I mean, it's more expensive, but, you know, relatively uh, not that much more. So we'll see what happens. Um Okay, so let's get back to pricking your finger. I would imagine it's uh, it's kind of a hard thing to get used to. Absolutely. And uh, one of the things I see patients making a mistake on is when you prick your finger, you want to prick the side of the finger, not the top of it. The top has the most nerve endings, right? So people are like, oh, it hurts. Yeah, because you're pricking right into the nerve endings there. Try to prick to the side. Rotate that side all the time. Use different fingers. That's very important. Rub your finger a little bit before you prick. Draw some blood there, and it warms it up a little bit. You require less of a hole to generate the blood. So, I mean, small, simple tips there that will help. The other mistake I hear commonly is people not changing the needle that they're pricking with, right? That little kind of oh. lancet device. They, they use it two, three, four times. Ooh. Not a good idea. Once you use it once, that becomes quite dull. And now you're pricking yourself with a dull kind of uh, uh, needle. That's problematic. The other thing is the, the risk for infection. Too, yeah, right? no, 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 yeah, Reusing it. needles, bad idea. Yeah, and and one of the, the challenges again, those those lancets aren't covered, so people have to pay out of pocket. So I think they're trying to save a little bit of money, but in the long run, you're probably causing more harm than good. So they're they're, they're you know eight dollars a box. Spend the money, rotate those uh, uh, lancets every single time. Okay, uh, we've got some callers waiting. Let's go to Bill in Oshawa. Hi, Bill. Good afternoon, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm well, thank you. May I address a question to your pharmacist? Absolutely. Good afternoon to you, sir. Hey, how are you? I'm well. Is Novacin equivalent to aspirin in the same dosage rate? Absolutely, right? So that's just another name for it. Uh, There's so many names for aspirin now because many different generic manufacturers, uh, but Novacin is just another form of aspirin. Generally, the Novacin is enteric-coated, which is what you want. comes in two forms. Uh, The most common one is 325 milligrams. I think they make an 81 milligram as well. Um, But, yeah, as long as you're getting the right dose, it doesn't really matter which brand you're using. You've brought up the second question, enteric coating. I noticed the difference between that and the -the over-the-counter. The -the over-the-counter generally is not. What does enteric coating mean? Oh, it protects your stomach, right? Very important with aspirin, especially if you're taking it daily. Aspirin can be quite harmful to the stomach uh, with regular use, causing small ulcerations, potentially leading to bleeds, right? So that enteric coating... It prevents that damage to the lining of the stomach uh, or, or, or lessens the chance of that damage. So uh, it takes a little bit longer for the tablet to dissolve. Uh, it gets through the kind of GI tract with, uh, you know, causing less damage. So uh, always get the enteric coated version. That being said, if you're at high risk for heart attacks, right, and, you know, we hear keep an aspirin and chew an aspirin at home uh, if you get symptoms before you get to the hospital, in that case, you want non-enteric coated because you want it to work very, very quickly. So that's the big difference. But if you're taking it for cardiovascular protection daily, you want enteric coated. In my case, I take 325 milligrams for osteoarthritis once a day. Is enteric coating preferable to absolutely. the regular aspirin? Yeah, absolutely. You want that enteric coated because for you, the timing of the release isn't as important, right? Uh, if, it, if it takes a little bit longer to work, it's okay, uh, but you're getting that protection of the GI tract. So very, very important. Stick to that enteric coated version. Thank you, sir. Thank no. you, Libby. Good afternoon to you both. Yeah, okay. You All right. Uh, we have uh, a call from Josite in Mississauga. And uh, just judging by the notes, I'm not even sure that it's a call that with that we can answer. But go ahead. Hello there. Hi. Hi. Well, I'm uh, 
heavy, heavy pain patient. Uh, the doctor prescribed me uh, kind of, how you call it, kind of bindos oil. Okay. Yep. I use it uh, for uh, a month. Uh, spend already two bottles, and there is no any any ease off on the pain. I see yesterday doctor, and he prescribed me uh, some tablets. The name Tela Nabilone zero twenty five milligram. Yeah. Is it known to you? Yeah, absolutely. That's a what that's is a, is a prescription. medication or? Uh, or medical uh, marijuana medication. Yeah, no. So it, it was uh, that that medication's been around for a while. So it is a cannabinoid, like marijuana or derived from marijuana. Supposed to be the active form of it. It's right. not marijuana in the in in the form of what you hear in the news right now, right? right. So things like the oils, uh, you know, being able to smoke it. It's a different formulation. Uh, I've had patients that have responded to it quite well. Others have not. You try it for a bit. If you get pain relief, keep taking it. If you don't, talk to your doctor. Let's get you on something else. And well, But what's, this, uh, what's the uh, second uh, thing you got? Repeat. What's the second thing you got? You well, said... It's only thing to complete it. Now the second question to it. Uh, I've been this morning to the two shoppers and the... Uh, others, uh, they don't know nothing about that medication. They tell me it's not available. We don't got it. Uh, where, where I can uh, go and to get it? Yeah, it's, it, it could be on back order. I haven't checked myself. Uh, um, I don't think it is. Uh, uh, but it, ask your pharmacist. It, it is available. It just may not be currently available if there's a supply issue. Uh, uh, ask them, is it something that's been uh, uh, backordered? If that's the case, you're going to have to try something else because that's po- a possibility. I haven't looked into it in a while, so I'm not sure off the top of my head. No, just she, she strictly underlined uh, it is not available. Yeah, maybe that's the case with it specifically right now. But, I mean, there are a lot of alternatives for the management of pain. Uh, you know, speak to your doctor. Let's get you on something else. Don't wait for that to become available. Let's get the pain managed, so we'll try something else. I know, but what would you suggest on me? Depends what you've tried, right? So, uh, you know, have you tried the anti-inflammatories, things like Celebrex? I try through the family doctor all kind of uh, best and the strongest painkiller. Yeah, so damaging my stomach and the pains are still in my body. Yeah, so I mean, so he refer, he refer to a cannabinoid medical clinic. Yeah, and the doctor there he prescribed first the oil. I use two bottles. There is no any any ease off on my pain. So he yesterday prescribed me these uh, tablets. Uh, only there is nowhere to find it. So, I mean, it will depend on the nature of the pain and everything else. Uh, it's hard for me over, you know, the radio to see like, without your complete medical history to make a recommendation. I understand. But generally, uh, you know, a, we're trying to avoid the use of opioids right now. But if the pain's that severe, that's an alternative as well. Some of the, the more potent medications. Talk to your doctor. Let's get you on something. Don't wait for that medication to be available. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay. Uh, We have to take a quick break, but we will be right back to take more of your calls for our trusted contributor, John Papasturgiu, from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Before we go to break, the numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740, and we'll be right back. Now, Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association. 
Welcome back. I'm here with John Papasturgio, our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. We are talking about devices and we're taking your calls. Let me give you the numbers again. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And let's go to Helen in Toronto. Hi, Helen. Hi. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, I keep seeing ads on TV saying if you think you're getting a, you're having a heart attack, take two eighty-one milligram whatever. Um, I have I keep acetaminophen extra strength, which is five hundred. Wouldn't that would that be okay as a substitute? No, great question. Absolutely not. So acetaminophen is an entirely different molecule. It's a it's a pain reliever. It works to reduce fever. It has no antiplatelet effect whatsoever. So when we're worried about heart attack, we're worrying about a clot forming in the heart, uh-huh. blocking off that blood supply. And what we're trying to do is bust that clot. Aspirin is an antiplatelet molecule. And that's why we, it's a great, it comes up all the time. People think they're, they're similar. You keep a bottle of aspirin at home. Very important. Try to get the, the chewable, non-coated ones. If you have coated ones and you need it in an emergency, just chew right through the coating. Uh, but you, aspirin is different than acetaminophen. You got to make sure it's aspirin. Okay, so any of the other names that they use for them? Yeah, I, I like Novacin. A guy just called in about Novacin. Same thing. They're all the same. The Life Brand version's fine. It doesn't matter. Just make sure it says uh, ASA, aspirin, uh, acetylsalicylic acid. It's all the same. Okay, so yeah. as long as it's an ASA. Yeah. Uh, and acetaminophen is Tylenol, right? Tylenol, that's the brand name. Yeah, okay. acetaminophen is Tylenol. So we uh, use that more for now. Arthritic pain, aches and pains, muscle pains, fever. That's what you use. Okay, the so for. an ASA. But what if the strength? I mean, for me to be bothered using it, uh, the strength would normally be much higher than uh, eighty-one. And Eighty-one is one hundred and sixty-two. Yeah, that's right. Like some people even take like three twenty-five, like that last caller. But the reality is, whatever you have at home. <laughs> Get it in, chew it up. If you have 81s, take two, take three. It's not going to be the end of the world. If you have the 325s, one should be uh, enough uh, if you're, you have to chew that. But uh, most important thing for me in an emergency like that is getting it in the body. Uh, we're not going to worry so much about the dose because it can save your life. You'd be surprised. That can save your life. And, okay. and what are the symptoms? Well, yeah, if it's a heart attack, you're going to have the chest pain, you know, uh, uh, weakness usually in the left side, uh, arm pain. But many uh, patients, particularly women, they, they have with these atypical symptoms sometimes. It might be back pain, difficulty breathing, uh, you know, shortness of breath, anything. But if you think you're having a heart attack, it's not going to kill you to, ha- to take an aspirin. You know what I mean? If, if you're right. not and you took one, it's not the end of the world, but it could potentially save the if save okay, your life. Okay, so keep something uh, uh, as an ASA at home. That's right. Thank you very much because no I really was under the misconception that it was that the uh, Tylenol type would do the same thing. No, I'm gra- glad you called in. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you, Helen. Bye. Bye. Yeah. It's a common That's, question, and, and it, it, people don't realize that simple. It's not inexpensive. Keep it in your medicine cabinet. In an emergency, by the time the paramedics get there, it could, could save your life. Wow. Um, we've been talking about um, devices. Uh, we didn't get to the blood pressure devices. I know that when I'm in the doctor's office and they have the old-fashioned kind of machine, uh, I wouldn't be able to read it. Like, it goes to something and then it drops. It's like, where's the reading? Yeah, the, the, new, the new blood pressure devices, the ones we sell in pharmacies, are very, very easy to use. They auto-inflate, auto-deflate. They give you a reading right on the screen. You don't have to, you don't have to interpret anything. 
Uh, they're very, very accurate now, the, the new ones as well. Um, the only kind of point I have on blood uh, pressure monitors is make sure you're getting one with a cuff that goes around kind of the bicep. There's like the smaller ones now, the ones you could wear on your wrist. Uh, uh, those are not as accurate. The further away you get from the heart, that reading could be less accurate. Uh, you know, uh, some patients have issues with uh, you know, pr the, the periphery not getting good blood flow, and that could affect the reading. So get the one that goes uh, uh, around the bicep if you're very serious about measuring your blood pressure. Other than that, uh, you know, there's not a huge amount of difference. I mean, there's some that are more expensive. They have extra gadgets, memory, you know. Uh, these devices now all connect with Bluetooth to your phone. It's crazy what they're coming out with. But what you're with worried Bluetooth about... Bluetooth to your phone? Oh, yeah, you'd be surprised. These are, even the glucometers. For the glucometers, is actually useful for pharmacists because what happens is... If I activate the Bluetooth on their device all, and I get the consent, all those, those readings are visible to me. Eh? So I could see like every reading they've taken over the last little while. And if they're adding some a detail around when they took the readings, it helps us make better clinical decisions. So I love the Bluetooth connectivity for the glucometers. It's a, it's a cool uh, use of an old technology. For the blood pressure machine, it's not going to be that, that big of a deal. Just keep a log or keep a record and see if you're trending high or low. That's the most important thing. But we are uh, maybe getting into other kind of devices in pharmacies, and I thought we have a little bit of time. I wanted to mm. talk about uh, uh, a new point-of-care HIV test that's coming to pharmacies in Canada. Uh, we're launching tomorrow uh, here in Ontario in Liberty Village. It's oh, called, yeah, in it's, the hood. In the hood, yeah. It's World's, uh, World AIDS Day. And this is uh, something that uh, was piloted in B.C. A company called Vank Pharmaceuticals brought it uh, uh, to wider distribution in Canada. And we have for the first time ever now the ability to get an HIV a reading Theresa for patients. Theresa May was under pressure to personally there's, condemn the president after he retweeted uh, anti-Muslim videos. Oh, there goes that sound. We had a little um, bit of sound. In the yes, uh, uh, <laughs> somebody's just come in to fix something, so please be careful. We are on the oh, air. Dear. I apologize for that, people. Sorry. Um, no problem. Yes, yeah, so I was saying, yeah, we have the ability for the first time to, if a patient's concerned about HIV, they think they may have HIV, they've never been tested, you could go to the local pharmacy now. It's called uh, the Insta HIV Rapid Test. For about $20, you get this test, and uh, you know within 60 seconds. This is a game changer because uh, many patients are worried. They're, they don't want to go to their doctor. They're unsure if they want to get tested. Uh, in, the pilot in BC was very, very positive. Uh, I think the convenience accessibility was driving a lot of concerned patients to pharmacies. It's great to be able to pilot it here in the Liberty Village Pharmacy or launch it. Uh, the United Pharma Group is going to have a, a, a more wide-scale launch. But uh, kudos to Vank Pharma for bringing this uh, uh, to Canada because I think uh, uh, it's going to help a lot of people. Yeah, um, yeah, privacy issues probably too. Yeah, that's the thing. And I think what they found in the pilot in BC, some people, you know, they didn't want to give their real names. They were afraid. I mean, in the long, I guess the long scheme of things, uh, it's more important that you know your status. I, I think uh, that's what was keeping some patients from going to physicians or walking clinics. They didn't know where that information was going. Uh, very, very important if you're concerned, if you're in a high-risk group, get tested. You have this ability now. It's very inexpensive. And if you don't want to go to your family doctor, there is an alternative. We'll see if other pharmacies pick this up. But point-of-care testing in general is becoming a, a game changer. We saw it. We've talked on the show about A1C testing for diabetics, strep testing, and all this other stuff. I I think in the next few years, it's going to be very, very common practice to get these things in, in Canadian pharmacies. We're already seeing it in U.S. pharmacies. The, the convenience is a big driver.
Yeah, interesting. Um, we are uh, starting to run out of time. Um, uh, what else would you like to tell us about? Flu, it's flu season. I know at the beginning, before we went on air, we were talking, Libby, it's going to be a bad flu season. We're, the emergency uh, departments are already seeing it. That was our first topic. Yeah, it's, it's bad. I see it at the Michael Guerin hospitals down the street for me. They're already packed in the ER. Uh, we're starting to see flu circulate. Get your flu shot. It's not too late. This is one of the concerns of the patients. Well, I missed the, the timeline. There's no timeline. You can get it whenever you want. Come in. Pharmacies have vaccine. I've done a record number of vaccines in my pharmacy this year. So the, 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 I guess the message is out. People are coming in. Um, but uh, it's not too late. Uh, uh, think about getting your flu shot, especially if you're in a high-risk group. Our senior listeners, you should all be getting vaccinated. The word on the street is they had a bad flu season in Australia, and that's generally how we predict how the season's going to be here uh, in Canada. Uh, if you get the flu, it's not the common cold. People confuse the symptoms. Common cold, you generally bounce back in two or three days. With the flu, it's much more serious. You could be hospitalized. You could get serious complications. You could die. A truck. It feels like a truck hit you for two weeks. So uh, flu, much, much more serious than the common cold. Let's get everyone vaccinated. Let's protect our seniors, our, uh, you know, the young kids and whatnot. And the best way we could do that is with the herd Im- immunity by getting as many uh, uh, you know, people vaccinated as possible. Yeah, I mean, it's always controversial. And then uh, you still get people who say, I was vaccinated 20 years ago when I had a, an adverse reaction. And, and you need to tell them that the vaccines aren't the same. They're not the same. That's a, that's a, an excuse, in my opinion. I hear that a lot. I, I got the shot five years ago, worst experience of my life. How bad could it have been? We know there are risks of, you know, anaphylaxis, some side effects. They're very, very rare. My pharmacy is one of the uh, pharmacies involved in uh, in the surveillance of the vaccine. Once it comes out, we had no issues this year, none that I heard of. Uh, uh, The reporting center didn't report anything back to us. So I think the vaccine is, well, I know the vaccine is safe. Uh, Get the shot. It's, uh, you know, you could save other people's lives, not just your own. Okay. um, And uh, we have like a little less than a minute left. What would you like to leave us with? Yeah, that's it. I mean, I think, uh, you know, cough and cold season, if you don't need to uh, go to the ER, we were talking about the ER is being packed. Your community pharmacist is here. You know, we're there for you. We're well-trained. We're available to treat these kind of minor ailment uh, conditions. Uh, uh, You know, there's no need to go to uh, an ER and wait four hours and bog it up if you have cough and cold symptoms or a fever or whatnot. Come in, uh, speak to your pharmacist. They'll be involved in that triage. If they feel you need to go to a, a physician, they'll refer you off. I mean, we're good at doing that. We see, you know, hundreds and some pharmacies, thousands of patients a day. It's part of our job. I mean, I think we got to give the ER a little bit of a break, too. This time of year, it's just packed. And uh, um, if we could avoid those unnecessary visits, we'll be doing the whole healthcare system a favor. Okay. John Papasturgiu, our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Thank you so much for being here. Great to be here. And that's all the time we have for Fight Back for today. Um, Remember, Free for All Friday is coming up tomorrow. And uh, call us back with those ER wait time stories. And we now break for traffic. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. 
Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.